Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of Losing Your Mind with Chris Cosentino. I am in the Sunset District of San Francisco in a garage surrounded by, I would say, a couple thousand skateboards used, broken, cut into many pieces. Um, I am at what is known Iris Skateboards, and I'm here with a fellow Rhode Islander, George. How How's are you? How's it going? What's up, man? Oh, you know, uh, another another day of, uh, what is it, what, what phase are we in of? COVID quarantine phase Who two. Knows? Who knows? They say we're at like the next wave is coming. Yes, I would. I've heard that. It's like I just think we're looking looking at a tidal wave that's bigger and bigger the closer it comes. You know, we're just never get out of it. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, let we're not. Well, I mean, there's so many things to talk about, but yeah, let's not go there. Let's, talk let's about, not go there. Let's, let's yeah. So you you're from Rhode Island. Yes. As am I. Um, you moved to San Francisco when? Uh, 2003. And you came out here to follow that skateboard dream, just like so many of us wanted to do and never had the sand to do it. Yeah, it wasn't really that romantic. It was more <laughs> like a buddy's like, hey, I have a place from rent. You want it? I was like, sure, why not? It's like that. It wasn't like well thought out or anything. That's, like, yeah, that sounds about it. <laughs> yeah. I was building skate parks at the time. It didn't matter where my address was. So I was like, might as well be SF. So you were traveling around the around the country building skate parks. Yes, mostly concrete or yeah. At that time, it was all concrete. With uh, the company was Breaking Ground, owned by Sloppy Sam. Oh wow, good buddy of mine. Yeah. So you get out here, and of course, I mean, we all know San Francisco is the hub and has been for many, many years of so many incredible skaters, right? Yes, absolutely. So when you when you got here, you had George is having a water break. Um, you know, you get here and then you have people like real skateboards, independent. You have venture trucks. You have Spitfire. Uh, you have Santa Cruz skateboards not so far away. Uh, OJ. I mean, the list goes on and on of companies that are based here, right? And you just kind of embedded yourself right into it, right? I don't think I don't think it, you like look at it that way. You just kind of like you're in a city, you skate with other skaters, and you know like you know where the the roots and origins are, and that's why we're here. I guess that's why we're like accepted. That's why it's like such uh, a well known place for skateboarding. But I don't know. There's no strategy. You just kind of there's no strategy to it. You just hang out with the people you hang out with, and you just roll with certain people, and that's where you end up. I don't know if that answers the question. No, but I I mean, I, when I first came out here, I mean, I knew San Francisco from all the skate films, right? Like I'd never been, I knew it from movies. Yeah. You're definitely trying to retrace those steps. You're like, Oh, where did Tommy do this? Or where did this guy do that? You know, like. Exactly. Yeah. So I I just saw, um, an old video for, uh, let's see. It was Tommy and Julian. I think it was Limpy's that video. Was it sick boys? No, it was, uh, and there's, when you're going down 17th, there's that huge banked wall that they've now put up all the protectors as you're going oh, down the that hill. one, yeah, all right. <laughs> Every That's time fun. I drive by it, all I can think about is like, you know, everybody yeah. riding that, but it's been, of course, cut down. Not really, no, it's kind of like, there's a section well, there's bars. you can still hit, you can hit right after the bars, because, I mean, it's gnarly, and that hill, right, right when you land that that hill is insane that hill's steep no one's taking that all the way to market street have they i don't, I don't know. think insane. so because it, once you get towards the bottom you that you have to hook a hard right because then traffic changes right it's not yeah, a two ways that's the least you worries by then you're going like 90 <laughs> so- <laughs> yeah that is the least you worries there you got the speed wobbles and you're flying yeah. Yeah. so i want to talk a little bit about how you came up with the idea to take old boards from the shops you know that were you know, broken or used and, and how you decided to start really rebuilding and reutilizing skateboards and making new skateboards and beautiful art. And now you're making bike handlebars and all sorts of cool stuff. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, bike handlebars actually got me stoked right now. I can see those. Um, yeah, I was actually just inspired by, uh, the Japanese artist Hiroshi at the beginning. Just, I think he had, a article in thrasher at the time i think it was around like 2010 and i thought it was just amazing and i had boards that i don't know about you but you just hang on to your old boards you might use them again or they had like sentimental value so 
I, I did tell my mom threw them all away. <laughs> yeah, I had a bunch, so I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna you know peel some boards and make a, a gift for somebody." And then I started thinking functionally, I'm gonna make them into like a skateboard, you know, so I can re-ride these boards or make them into a table or make them into a stool or something that you can like keep them like going because like it's just usable maple right there at that point, you know. But there's so much energy and history and momentum put into these boards just want it to like live on well literally and figuratively literally so, and figuratively like, there's so much work to make a skateboard yeah. and then but, somebody puts so much effort and time into it riding perfecting tricks putting all that energy into it yeah and then it gets beat up and then it yeah but it just seems like to make it into functional things was like a, a next step i thought that just made sense so i started doing that and how long has iris been going uh, 10 years. Yeah, this is the 10th year. So you have classic shapes, right? So why don't you tell everybody about your shapes that you make? Well, yeah, the, the skateboards, I have the uh, classic flat shapes. They're just like 70s cruisers. And then I got into pressing like veneers into concave boards, which is just like an addiction to me. I just can't stop shaping boards. I love it. Like, and I don't even care if I sell them. I just like shape them and I'll give them to like the person who maybe inspired me to make the board in the first place. It's like, oh, check this out. Like, I'm trying to get a board over to Nottis right now because the dude is like my lifetime inspiration. So I have to make him a board, you know? Uh, so that's how I've been going about it. I'd rather just make boards and gift them to people than like try to like turn it into a business and have to market it and make a dollar. Like, all that stuff just turns me off. Well, I mean, you've created such a unique product. I mean, I have. I've bought boards as gifts for friends when I've traveled. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I know, like, you know, how to pay the rent. I know it's, like, a cool thing. And people, like, it turned into a business because people would see me riding them and be like, hey, what's that? How do I get it? So I'm like, all right, here's how you get it, you know, and that's it. That's that's how Iris started it pretty much. So, um, yeah. You do open-closed signs for restaurants. You've done stools for our restaurant. You've done so many things. I mean, I've bought scrap wood from you and sent to knife makers that then use them for knife handles, which has been super fun. Yeah. I think it's really, I mean, it, there's so many components to it that are really special that I think um, it harks back to a time for a lot of us that that's what we grew up with. Yeah. So people crave that, that vision. It's so funny that the layers of the multicolored wood of all that maple is so powerful to people when they see it, you instantly know what it is. Yeah. You can see it from, like, I've had people see my knives with the handle being made of skateboard from across the dining room. And somebody goes, dude, did you skate? And I'm like, oh, yeah, shit. yeah, I skated. Nice. And it's and it's a really cool feeling because I think skateboarding is a big connector for a lot of people. It really, um, it brings people together from all different places. It, it was totally, I would like to say, uh, an open sport. Didn't matter. Right. Didn't right, matter right. who you were, what you were, your financials. Uh, if you were the rich kid, the poor kid, you were a kid of color. It didn't really matter. Like if you could ride a skateboard and you could land a trick, you were cool. And everybody yeah. slapped, everybody slapped their tail. Yeah. Right. I immediately thought of uh, a first beach in Newport uh, ESA contest. ESA contest. Where all of a sudden you're like, wow, like all of New England is in this parking lot right now. Oh, yeah. You would have yeah. the shut crew show up. You just would have anything. Just everybody piled walks in. Of life. And Everyone having a good time. That was a, I think that was a game changer for a lot of folks, you know, at least it was for me, you know, I remember like, and those guys going, you have to come to the Brooklyn banks, dude, you got to oh, yeah. come to, got to come to Brooklyn yeah. or skating, uh, the playground in Connecticut. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, like that place was insane, but yeah. I think, yeah, we had the hut, so I didn't. Oh, need well, to we, go had, to the, I know we had I was the hut younger too. than you. So like when it came to going to those places, it was like, I was just hoping like, an, uh, the older dudes would invite me. Like, I can get in on the car, like, whatever. Like, one time I got in the car with, like, Freddie and Sid going to, like, an empty pool, and it was, like, just made my lifetime right there. Like, these dudes dragging me for a mission, like, in the middle of the night for some reason. Like, I just got lucky enough to be there to skate like a pool. Excuse me? Yeah, I make skateboards. Yes. Oh, I don't. I don't sell them like that. They're uh, they're handcrafted. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, I bet, yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Bye. See, everybody wants a skateboard. Yeah, it, just, it happens a lot. I That's mean, awesome. I usually have a better response for it, but I have too many things going, and I have insomnia, <laughs> so I'm just like, whoa, three <laughs> things at once? Nope. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's a perfect example. Like, growing up, you know, I grew up on Aquidneck Island, and Sid was, Water Brothers was it, right? Yeah. And I actually, somebody sent me a photo the other day of me sitting on the deck of the ramp at Water Brothers on First Beach with Steve, Steve Saez doing a disaster slide, and you can see Kevin Harris on the deck I, as well. Yeah, I have a patch from that tour, actually. <laughs> so, and yeah. people, it's funny because uh, a lot of that stuff has been popping up lately. They're like, hey, who's this third guy in the picture? And it's some dude that lives here. I can't remember his name. He used to ride for New Deal. Oh, wow. And then Jeff Pang and me. And somebody's like, holy shit, that's you, Cosentino? Nobody would have thought. You survived for new Danny Sargent? Like, no, it wasn't Danny Sargent. It was another deal. guy. I could probably find the photo. Um, it was a surprise. I was like, whoa. Oh, Allie Mills, dude. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it, it had to have been Allie Mills. It was like a couple weeks ago Yeah. that, that somebody put the picture up. Um, That's awesome. But yeah, I mean, it's like, I think it definitely makes the world a smaller place. Skateboarding. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was people... I feel super fortunate to have been able to travel and skate and meet the people everywhere. I'm trying to find this picture on my phone because Well, I think it's funny when you like you like you and I for example, we're 3000 miles from home, like 20 years removed from the scenario where we were actually in the same parking lot skating together at one point. Which is even funny. Yeah, but we met like 20 years later 3000 miles away. It goes to show you that it's a very, very small world. Yeah, such a small world. I'm trying to find this picture where they put, they were like, who is this guy? It wasn't too long ago. It was pretty funny. I'm pretty sure it was Allie Mills. He said he goes and rides his gravel bike all the time now. I don't know who it was. I'll find it. I'll show you later. So all these different boards that you're making, how long does it take start to finish? So you've taken, let's just say, what I'm looking at right now is a press yeah. that you've built yep. to press. How many how many boards go in one stack? So depending on what I'm making is the size of the stack, like furniture pieces. I try to make a big, a biggest stack as possible, so it's like 25 boards um, that I press under 12 tons of pressure and then slice, like just to make the lumber I need, like an inch or two inch. Uh, but if you're talking specifically skateboards, I like to do like a matchbook design. So now I do a half a stack and then just matchbook them together. And that way I can make like more veneers out of them that way. So um, pretty much how much time would it take to even get to a board? I mean, no matter what I'm making, there's 40 hours into it already. Just getting it to the to be lumber. You know what I mean? So we're like... If you ask yourself, all right, I'm going to make something at home. I got to go to Home Depot and get the lumber. I don't get to do that. I have to make the lumber. You know so I mean? you make, which is an interesting <laughs> thought process. You're taking multiple layers of pressed maple, pressing the boards together. Then you, once the, you've made your lumber, you then turn that whole stack once and slice it lengthwise you can turn it any way you want actually it's funny you say that because if you want it to be striped you, you cut it that way and if you want it to be marbled you cut it another way it's like really interesting and see this is like, it, to yeah. me it's amazing yeah. you've taken something that like let's be honest after they skate it most kids trash it or yeah. they leave it at the shop for another kid who can't afford a new board or you know yeah. they just sit there and I mean, what's really cool for me is, you know, when I come here and I look and I look on the ceiling and there's boards that I recognize from the past or, you know, the one you found in the ditch, which is still crazy to me. That oh, the you, Mickey Alva. The found that you found, found in the ditch. Yeah. Mickey Alva. The Insane. fact that it isn't so delaminated is mind-blowing yeah. to me. It fell out of a wormhole in time. Yeah. Well, the fact that it's like, <laughs> what year is that board? That's a 1984 Mickey Alva. Well, the fact that it's yeah. not delaminated and you found it in a ditch yeah. is crazy. It is so so crazy. Yeah, like I was skating that ditch in Vallejo and I look over and I see yellow in the tall grass and there's like a almost new Mickey Alba never mounted. Never trucks never put on that board ever. It's almost like yeah, it just fell out of a wormhole in time. <laughs> How did that get there? But, Would you did you just freak when you found it? 
Were you just like, what just, the hell is that? I just like, someone's like, what, what is that? I was like, it's my new board. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> really I was just like, this is mine. And it goes on the wall. <laughs> well, those, I mean, that's a, that's a timepiece. Like for sure. Did it have tape yeah. on it or grip tape? No, it's never been taped. It's never had trucks put on it. I've had like Salba talk to me about that board. Nobody has that board. I'm like the only person that has that fucking board. And he wants it. I bet. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel to want Salba? <laughs> So, in amassing the boards that you get to build, you've been able to work with a lot of the local shops that provide you with all these boards that are left there. Oh, yeah. I can't do it without the shops. I can't do it without FTC and Deluxe and Proof Lab. And, I mean, I'm sorry if I didn't, I can't remember right now, but um, there's so many of you I just want to thank. It's a long list because, like, without being able to get those boards, I can't really do much, can I, you know? It's amazing, though. I mean, it's like you go to the shops and you see the boards just sitting there, right? Like, I've been to Deluxe, and there's like a yeah. there's like a uh, box. Yeah, Deluxe, really, they bring it in. Like, within a month, I'll get, like, 100-plus boards from Deluxe. It's crazy, you know? Um, and they, you know, they do, their, they do their job. They're, like, they collect it, you know, and they organize it. And I don't know if they're, like, suggesting what people should do with their leftover boards but i I know matt d personally isn't going to let a board get thrown away that can still be used so like he'll make sure a kid can like use it or like you know whatever (laughs) but see that's what's great i mean it's if it can't be used for another kid to skate it gets brought to you here and it gets to be used in another way i guess that's what i'm trying to say that it's like that when i get them from deluxes no one else can ride them those boards are done and I like that, you know. Sometimes you get a board, you're like, whoa, it looks like someone, like, did two tricks and then just threw it away. Still usable. So then it's my job to, like, make sure that it gets in the right hands and people can still skate them. This is, like, the ultimate form of recycling with skateboarding. Yeah. Like, I don't just grab anything and be like, all right, this gets made into, like, my art or my furniture or whatever. Like, I look at it first, and if it can be, still be skated, I, like, save it and give it away. Like, my buddy Rob at Card, he's... I just give them to him. He hands stuff out like all the time. He goes to skate parks a lot. He's always traveling. So he puts them in the right hands. So, See, that's, yeah. I mean, that that's the thing about skateboarding. It's just like, once you get started, it it's, it's addicting. You can't stop, but then it's so great because the kids, you know, I've been thinking about recently is, uh, the cliche skateboarding saved my life. It's like, it's so cliche, but it's so true. You know, like everyone has a skateboarding saved my life story. We all do. I do, you know? So when you think about it, when you come from that place, then you just want to give back, you know? So you run into the, the, the people who, like, want to make sure that, like, it, like, uh, gets reciprocated. Look at you. <laughs> I'll clean your floor. It's yeah, all good. <laughs> yeah. Give me another thing. So I, I, I brought George some non-alcoholic beer, and he, I don't think he thought it was going to be that good, and I think he's pleasantly surprised. No, but yet, I just spilt it on the floor. Yeah, it's really good, and it uh, cleans up like a real beer, too. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So I'm sorry to interrupt your story. Go for it. I'm just saying, like, it's easy to find people to, like, put boards in the right hands. A lot of people care. Skateboarders care. You know? We all remember how it saved our ass. I think that's really important, especially now. You know, it's like, let, let's use Tommy, for example. Okay. Tommy's end racism oh my God. photo yeah. from skating. What was that, Julian's ramp? It was actually in uh, public domain. It was his public domain part, wasn't it? He held up the board. Yeah, but then there's pictures of him there's skating. There's pictures of it too, but like, remember what, how you felt when you first saw it? We were just kids, and I just remember like, wait a minute, I had to read that and think about that. That's pr- thought-provoking. That's like mission is like is a success right there. You just want people to think about it. You know what I mean? And- well, those videos were so poignant, were so powerful when we were younger. Yeah. I mean, they are still now, but I think when those videos came out, it was a game changer. Dude, way to go, Tommy, for like taking a, a, some, a moment directed towards you and directing it towards a greater good. Like, really, because he was young back then, too. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I write that on my board still, like today. Like, I I didn't always do it, but since like the the BLM movement's been so strong again, and stuff. Of course, I want everyone to know like this is important. You know, it's extremely important. I think yeah. it, it's got to change. Yeah. So, yeah, skateboarding is a is a vehicle for that message, and and I'll I'll push it along. 
Yeah, we everybody has to push it along. Yeah, doesn't matter if you're a skateboarder or not. Everybody's going to push the message. Let's yeah, be yeah. honest, right? Yeah, I think, and that's what I think is so great about there's there's no cultural bar- barricades with skateboarding. No, there really there really isn't. There's other barricades. <laughs> like you don't show up to a session with stinky style ever, <laughs> but you can show up with like any race person you want, whether they're gay or not, doesn't matter. But the dude better have like better tuck his knee on a front side air. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's all about style. That's Skating's what we care about. Like, style yeah. and tricks and yeah. but that comes with time and and I think that's what is that's what skating's what, like, about. You're saying we're all very upset, accepting. Like we accept. I mean, I don't, even, I don't even think we think about it because when you say we accept you, it's almost like it's a, a club. But it's not even a club. It's just it's life. You know, and try to look good doing it. <laughs> Look yeah. smooth, look fluid. Yeah, look fluid. Have some flow, if some you don't style. Get it, watch Mark Gons and then well, come back to me later. You know, there's tricks and then there's the fluidity of trick to trick. Yeah. Right? Like I don't know. I think about watching those old days and like you were there, and I know you were there the year Sean Sheffy backside one eighty the whole platform. Oh yeah. Everybody was dumbfounded. Like, oh, yeah. I think most of us almost crapped our pants because nobody had ever seen somebody ollie that big. So nope. smoothly. So smoothly yeah. with the loosest trucks I think I'd ever seen in my entire life. Oh, right. For the time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the time, for sure. And you just dumbfounded. I mean, he was massive. I mean, the man was big, <laughs> right? And he comes yeah. ripping by you at this speed on a shitty pavement. Yeah. And that fun box was not small by any means. No, it was a full sheet of plywood. And he backside 180 that in the handrail on the other side. Yeah. Landed it. Everybody's freaking out. And then he goes back and then does that to backside disaster slide down the handrail. And then everybody's over. And it's just like, okay, we can all go home now because the contest's over. I don't even think they built that obstacle again. (laughs) (laughs) I think someone came with a chainsaw immediately and just tore it apart to splinters. Like, yeah, this is shut down. No one will ever skate this like that again. No one can ever do that again. I mean, that was the year that we had... So many talented people come out. Yeah. You know, that was like a game changer. And I think that's what's so cool about skating because there's those poignant moments, tricks, style, you know. Like, I always loved watching Neil Blender skate. Yeah. That's an attitude. I mean, don't Neil Blender's amazing. You ever seen the uh, Speed Freaks footage of him at Sadlands? It's like the best vert skater at the time puts together a part at Sadlands. I loved that. You know, he's like, he's skating like mini ramp. He's skating his own mini ramp backyard for a part. He's crazy. He's crazy brilliant. Yeah, he was. Totally brilliant. Totally brilliant. Like, all time. Like, I tried to do a woolly mammoth and knocked myself out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I knew what I was doing. I was like, I can do this. Bam, knocked myself. Nope. No, that's not going to happen. Nope. I didn't even bother trying, so. <laughs> no, no, I was just dumb. I was like, I can do that. Neil Blender's the man. I can do that. Bam. Out cold. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who's driving home? That would be Terry. <laughs> oh, man. Good old Terry. <laughs> so you started with boards. You've transitioned from making the classic non-concave shapes to you were doing, you started doing some art pieces. Mm-hmm. You've done a curb, which is awesome, which I love that curb. Yeah, I kind of like, I'm, I don't know, as respect to like uh, creators before me, not to say like people can't sculpt with skateboards because Hiroshi did it, but like I respect the guy and actually, I like him and I've had, I have a rapport with him. So I don't really try to aspire to be a sculptor, but I do like, I'm a skate, skater, so I want to make skateboard elements out of skateboards. So I got the curb, I got the pool block. I, I'm going to make a Jersey barrier next. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah, I am. I just figured out how to do it. I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna, why not? I just like, that's what speaks to me. You know? Are you gonna, How are you going to do that? Shh, I'm not Secrets. Tell you. Okay, I cool. Exactly I love this. I'm, ex- I'm actually excited to see this. <laughs> how am I going to move it is the question. <laughs> that's going to take a lot of humans. Yeah, it would be cool. A lot of humans. Life-size Jersey barrier coming soon. But, yeah. you, I mean, you've made so many fun things. You made a cutting board for the guys up at Burnside. You made... Um, you made a, 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 a bar stool for Mickey up at Cat's Paw Saloon. Oh, yeah. um, you did our menu boards, you know. I mean, it's so cool how many people that you're doing stuff for, but also with and rethinking the use of these materials to connect to people every time they walk up and look at it. Yeah, I, I actually like the the 
thinking part. I don't want to just have like this product that you can go and click and buy and this and that. Like, I do have that with the skateboards and stuff. But when I work with you or when I did that for making and stuff, I like talking to somebody and getting to know them and like nailing down what they need and maybe making something that fits their style. You know? It's super fun to see yeah. all the different products that you're doing. Yeah. Because they're, for some, they're, oh my God, I recognize that veneers. And then they're like, you made a skateboard out of skateboards. I've seen people say it. Like the process for folks yeah. is really interesting to watch, you know, because I have, in the restaurant, we have a board. We've got signs made from untrimmed sheets, you know. And the restaurant's like a museum. I love that. It's like an art gallery. Love it. I mean, the point is, is to, for me, was to celebrate the art community in the Bay Area, specifically San Francisco. That's why Jeremy Fish is in there and Sam yeah. Flores and you're in there. And I have Tommy's boards in there. And it's really about celebrating the city, right, for how unique San Francisco really is. But to see the look on somebody's face when they see a board up there or they see the open close sign and somebody just, you, get, you see the glimmer yeah. in their eye and they go, oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, like, yeah. They, they just get it. Like, because yeah. you know deep down they rode a skateboard. Yeah. You know, you made a surfboard. You've made how many surfboards? Dozens. <laughs> no, that's actually an exaggeration. I probably made about 16, 16 17 surfboards. Um, and then I just kind of like, I want to keep making them, but you have to work with shapers when you make surfboards. You can't just all of a sudden be like, I'm going to be a shaper now. Like, so complex. You know, like, I can shape skateboards because I've skated for like my whole life and it's been everything to me my whole life i've been surfing since i was about 15 but i still don't consider consider myself a surfer you there's know? no way i'd even go yeah. i won't even someone try who has been surfing for that long but i'm still not a surfer i'm a skateboarder you know but so when i work with uh, iris surfboards i work with shapers it's very deliberate and it's very intentional you know i'm not trying to like disrespect the craft because i think that craft is more difficult than people give it credit for I think it's interesting. You you you've said this a couple times. Craft the craft. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's really the respect that's put in to what you're doing and how you respect yeah. everybody else and what they've done that people put into their work. Yeah, man. It's yeah. a lot. And the intellectual properties between what we do because, like, since I started doing all this, it's like practically a an industry now. It, it is recycled skateboard craft is an industry. It's a, people make a living at it and i think that's amazing and the whole point is to take what's wasteful in your environment and make it into something reusable and functional so i'm glad people are doing that and i think everyone should do that if there's a skate shop near you then there's a little mini gold mine to like dig and find things to make treasures with you know what i mean there just is go get it you that's know? a really interesting way of putting it i mean it's like one man's what is that old saying one man's garbage is another man's gold yeah Something like that, but it's absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, you've... So, let's talk about the sand pit. Oh, my backyard. Yes. So, let's let's, let's talk about this backyard. So, now, I heard about... Let me kind of preface this story before we get to the sand pits. Everybody... Because not everybody's going to know what a sand pit is. How I learned about you was through Jeremy Fish... And he said to me, have you ever met George? He's from Rhode Island. You should check him out. His social media handle was Angry Hungry or Hungry Angry. It was Hungry Angry. Hungry Angry, yeah. right? Yeah. And he goes, he built a pool in his backyard. <laughs> and I was like, come on, you got to be fucking kidding me. And he was like, no, no, I'm dead serious, dude. And he goes, it's steep. He goes, it's like a fucking Neil Blender style <laughs> pool. It's a pool, yeah. He goes, it's a steep type pool. And I was like, no way. And he's like, yeah. And that's how... I started to figure out who you were and what was going on. I was like, another Rhode Islander. There's not many of us out here. We're we're few yeah. and far between, yeah. you know? And then we connected, and I got a couple boards, and I have one for my son, and I have one, and I bought one for my friend in Hawaii when I, when I went to stay with them for, you know, a week. And it's been really funny because you hear the story, like, not many people can get away with building a fucking concrete pool in the backyard of their rental house without their landlord knowing for how many years? She didn't know for four years. Four years you had a pool in the backyard when nobody knew. 
No, the pool's ten years old, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah. that that beats Oh, and I, I hit it. I covered it. I I seriously like made scaffolding and covered it and then put the dirt back over it and like made my like completely like David Copperfield my bowl like just disappear it for the day so she could come check the property for like an inspection. And she did the whole inside of the house and never even went in the fucking backyard. <laughs> I was like, you sure you don't want to show the backyard? She's like, no, I'm goodbye. I was like, fuck. I like put all that time into covering it, man. How much time and energy? Yeah. It's it's almost like I mean, to me it's funny because, you know, my wife's from Virginia Beach and ramps were illegal, right? Like this is like the ultimate hoax for Virginia Beach, like that you were able to do something like this. Oh yeah, right. You know, like her brother used to build ramps in the backyard and the city would show up at the house and tell him to take it down and his mother would defend the the ramp and then the city would oh yeah some neighbor called provide an ordinance and they'd have to fight against them yeah yeah but i think it's amazing that you were able to build this pool in the backyard you know i canvassed my neighborhood and asked them if they might no i'm just kidding i just fucking built it i just saw sand in the backyard and just with shovels me and some friends started digging yeah and, you know, I'm a skate park builder, so I know exactly what to do. So I was just like, all right, let's do this. And $5,000 later, I have a pool. Which is, you know? if you think about it, is actually really reasonable. The fact it that it's super reasonable. Five yeah. grand for a pool in your backyard and to skate. 10 years. So if you want to rent a pool, it's 500 a year. Like, that's that's pretty sick, you know? That's pretty yeah. friggin' reasonable. Yeah. But at the time, I didn't know I was going to get away with it a day. I just went for it, you know? I was just like, <laughs> fuck it. I got to do it, you know? How did you how did you propose like did you just sit there one day and was like, Man, it'd be really fun if I could build a build a pool in the backyard? I mean, I've built pools for people for their backyards of their homes, you know, that they own the property in. There's and there's a little difference. Exactly. Me and me like choosing to live in the Bay Area and choosing to make the money I make, I'm like, Well, I'm never gonna own a home, so I might as well just do it in my rental property. Like, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's how I did the logic on that. Like, There's been so many funny things that I've found out about this city. And, like, I saw a video the other day of a mini ramp that was attached to the house that you probably knew these people but because it wasn't that old. And it it was kind of a half. It was a mini, but then it kind of curved around, and then you could actually ride up the side of the house sick. and not hit the window that was right here that they put bars on. I mean, it was like... Out of wood or out of concrete? It was wood. Oh. It was wood. There's all sorts of... Because there's a concrete version like near uh, St. Louis Obispo. The house is actually for sale. Someone just created up the entire back of their oh, house. Oh, I've seen that one. seen that one? I've seen that one. And you can ride over the window, right? Yeah, let's buy it, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe it's on the market. Yeah. Somebody's going to buy it. Like, who's going to bail out of here? And... It's a good place to hide, man. It's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I keep thinking about, like, what is next, you know? Like, what are people going to do? Who knows, man? It gets crazier every day. It does get crazy. <laughs> right now is crazy time. So what what is the next direction? So, like, right in front of us right now, you just made some bookmarks. You have some... Uh, it's funny. You're like, you just made... You've made bars and skateboards and surfboards. You just made bookmarks. <laughs> like, it's, talk you, about, like... Yeah, but you're... But, control, but I, covering the whole spectrum, yeah. But I think that's what's I cool. It's like... Bookmarks, you, man. <laughs> you made bookmarks. You've got bike handlebars. You made trophies. Trophy you, trophy bases. Trophy right, bases. But that's not the first trophy base you've made. You've made trophy bases for yeah, I can, skateboard. Yeah, NHS, NHS uh, they hook me up with a lot of work. They, um, they'll, like, come up with some, like, event with any trophy bases. I'll make them or just something. I appreciate those guys. Holly, if you're listening, love you. Um, yeah, just, just, it's just always, I'm actually surprised that people keep hitting me up to make stuff. Cause that's what, like, I live for this shit. I love it. Keeps me smiling. I don't have to leave my house to do it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just great. I have a pool in the yard I have business in the garage. Leave me pool alone. in the yard, business in the garage. You've got, so you got right on the corner over here. You've got a grocery store. You've got oh, a couple yeah. great, you got a couple great restaurants, coffee shop, really close. And you've got a, I'm telling you, you've got boards up here that I haven't seen in years. It is a pretty good little museum in It's here. a great museum, yeah. like Barker Barrett, my God. Oh, Barker Barrett. Back on the day, another another shut, another shut, dude. Yeah. One of the originals, right? Definitely one of the original shut dudes. Man. Field. You got some Rob Roscops before he decided to go into mountain bikes. Yeah. 
you gotta have Roscoff's. I mean, I think one uh, my one of my best friends skating. I've known him since I was five. That was his first like go to the shop and buy a board. Like everyone remembers like your first go to the shop and buy a board moment. The tail hooked everybody. And that was John Davies' first board, Rob Roscoff. And I don't know how I know this. I know I remember everyone's first board. <laughs> I can't remember what I did last weekend, but I remember your first board. <laughs> it's so funny. I was I was thinking about it the other day when boards came out and I remember when Tommy Guerrero's board first came out with Real. And it looked like the 49ers logo. Remember when that one came out? Yeah. Kevin Davis had that one. Like, boom. It hit the st- – it, before it even got to the – he – Yeah. I want that. And he, boom. I mean, it was like – I think about all those boards that came through. Like I think about street skating in Middletown with Kevin Davis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. We used to go – it next was – There's a ditch next to the CVS. There was like a bank, parking lot to parking lot bank next to the CVS. You skate the hell out of that. Well, you remember getting busted at the Christmas tree shop? Oh, all the time. Love Christmas tree shop. Oh, my God. I can't remember that. Holy shit. My mom used to come and bail us out of jail in Middletown and yell at the cops for arresting us for skateboarding. She's like, they could be drinking. It's legit illegal. It's legit illegal. She yeah. was like, they could be drinking. They could be doing drugs. They're riding their skateboard. Yeah. She was like, get in the car. She'd get her board. She'd get us in the car yeah. and get us out of there. Some weird, like it was more of a ditch, but people skated like a half pipe. It was a ditch. People would legit do airs at Christmas tree shop. I remember that. that. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, and everybody would. It would. Everybody would show up too. Yeah, heavy session. Heavy session, and then all of a sudden. But the worst part was was the police station was like eye shot. You could see the fucking yeah, ditch right there, yeah. from the police station, which was at the top of the hill. Yeah. Facing down, which would be if for you're those who don't know what Christmas tree shop is, though it's like Sears. It's just a weird ass name for a store. No, yeah, right. I mean, it originally started as a Christmas only store, and oh, then it, and then they just went full all year round. Full all year round weird like a store. Store maybe like a cheap Kmart then. I guess. Yeah, it was yeah. like a discount store, and you could buy plates there, and you could buy yeah. silverware. And so we'd skate the the berm or the loading loading dock, dock in, in the, the back, back. Yeah, which was awesome, and then in the front was a great street skating spot at night if you could get it was yeah. across the street from the scuba diving shop in Middletown. Yeah, oh man. And there Classic, used to be the yeah. bowling alley. Uh Aquidnick yeah. Lanes used to be one parking lot over. Right. But that's gone now too. Yeah. I mean, I think about those days and then going to Quattro's ramp in Middletown. Yes. There you like, go. That ramp used to scare the crap I out never, of me. I never skated it, but I went and watched a lot, you know. Scared the crap out of me. It yeah. was so big. I, I won a Neil Blender coffee break board at a raffle at that ramp. Oh, did you? Yeah. He was my all-time favorite. Like, I've had every one of his boards. I gave that board to my friend Steve because I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the graphic, but I hated the shape, man. <laughs> was it the super square tail? Yeah, no nose, square tail. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I loved I mean, <laughs> He was... I think about that, all that stuff. So, when you think about skating then... And seeing the progression now and the board shapes changing. One of the things that I really like is that you've brought back a lot of those. What, they used to have this term that they used to use um, when they used to cut the board, shape the board and have the oh, mo- money bumps. Money bumps. Yeah. <laughs> like some of the boards you've brought back for money bumps. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, I have a hammerhead. You got a hammerhead with, <laughs> yeah. you know, for That's those homage to the to host Hisoy. to Hosoi. But um, does his board now have a hammerhead, or is it the print of a hammerhead on a normal shape? I think they've kind of like modified. They did a modified hammerhead for for modern times. But no, he kind of let go of the hammerhead thing a while back. Yeah, he's still um, ripping. Still ripping. Oh my god. Yeah. You kidding me? I'm I'm 45 tomorrow, and my body hurts from skating. And you see like Lance and Hisoi still doing what they do, and you're just like, and I don't care. They get paid to do it, and so like. They have an edge. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. You still hurt when you fall you down. You still hurt. And the suit that there's cab too. We still get to watch our heroes, which is crazy. Well, I mean, look at Tony. Let's be Tony, honest. Yeah. How do I not like? Yeah. Tony, how can God. you not? I don't listen because he's like right up there with everyone else. Still, you're like, how are you even still doing that? I like, watch him skate. Yeah. And I'm still my my eyes just like it's like boilerplates. Like, how can he still throw himself like that? Well. The man still gets hurt because he shows you. Seen that finger injury? Oh, God, the finger injury made me gag. (laughs) Still fights through the pain. It's insane. Nobody, yeah, nobody has an easy day every day. Nobody. Well, what is it? Training ramp like he does, 
and he does it probably like in the most controlled environment where like all right i don't want to limit i want to limit my chance of getting hurt so i'm gonna have a vert ramp that i skate all the time right you're still gonna get hurt it's fucking skateboarding i mean t- what is it cab just broke his tibia or fibia he's he's jacked himself up this year he's yeah. been pretty hurt yeah. he's been pretty hurt but watching people still to this day i mean i love watching landscape yeah absolutely I mean, just his 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 style is just so fluid. Yeah, and you've been watching him in, on transition. Remember him in skating street? Super fun. Yeah, super fun and awesome. That uh, we don't street skate, we street style part. Him and Cab. Yeah. Oh my God, I watch that right now and get psyched. <laughs> you won't be able, I hurt and I'll go skate because I watch that part. You know. It's so funny because I'm. It's it, it's it's those moments where I'm like, man, I really want to go skate, right? Yeah. And my son started skating, which is fun. And he was asking me, how do you stop? So I'm like working with him on that. And I think about it and I'm like, I'm going to go skate. And I'll reach out and Tommy's like, you're not allowed to skate. Oh, no, really? <laughs> yeah. You're at that point? Tommy's yeah. like, no, because if you hurt your hands, you're really screwed. Oh, yeah, right. He's like, all we need you to do is break something. And I'm like, so then I go to Portland and I'm like, yo, Mickey, I want to go. I want to go to uh, Burnside. I've never been. I hear all these amazing stories, yeah. right? And Bryce is up there, and Bryce is like, yeah, let's go. And then all of a sudden, that hole gets kiboshed. Dude, ride with Bryce. Bryce. Bryce still is rad. Gets down. Bryce is rad. And and Bryce sets his mind on something like going over the door at Kowalski's house, the double door hole. Like, forget about it, dude. That is life or death shit. And Bryce did that. Like, damn. He's. Yeah. Did you, yeah, I mean, he's just so talented. Yeah. I mean, photography-wise, he's another world. Yeah, but, like, the uh, the evolution of a skater, too. He's Yeah. He, we're watching it. We're watching it. Okay, when your body starts to hurt, no matter what, training facility or not, what now? What next? And it's just, like, it's a creative person expressing themselves. That's what next. You know what I mean? Like, Well, think about the fact that he, too, like, what about the fact that he took photographs from day one of him skating and everybody else skating around him, yeah, not realizing he was documenting the change of yeah. skateboarding, just based on a love of photography, yeah, which to me is is incredible, yeah, you know, so it's a unique it's a unique perspective rather than just a paid photographer c- to capture skateboarding, which he has and is, but he also is a skater capturing skateboarding, yeah, yeah. which you get a whole new perspective. Yeah. I mean, we were at uh, the Vans tour last summer around this time in montreal when it popped off up there right we went vans was super gracious and hooked us up tatiana and i got to like vip section right next to the i mean it was crazy watching these kids skate like i was my head was popping like stale fish mctwist no pads yeah when you see the shit they just do like that's just they're showing up and just performing. I guess you call it, you, know, you can't pro- call it performing. That's what they how they ride a skateboard. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Like the the amalgamation of like step hop or no comply, whatever you choose to call it. That's different era, I guess. Yeah. To like tail slide invert. I'm like, what the hell is that? You know, like where did how did you that? You know, it's- staple guns, staple guns on above vert. I was like. The fuck did you do that? Yeah. How did you do that? Like, I can't process it. One, there are no pads. Nobody (laughs) told them they can't. They're not wearing pads, which blows me away. And and it's just so fast. Yeah. And you pick up, you watch them pick up their boards, and their trucks just flop around like nothing. Yeah. Just a bunch of Jedi's, dude. It's insane. Well, I mean, skating vert back in the day, it was tight trucks. You had to have tight trucks. (laughs) Did you? I didn't. I don't know. You probably I wasn't much I was a street skater who would like dabble with transition. I, that was like, the same thing yeah, for me up until my early twenties. You know, I was a, yeah. a street skater that would go to the vert park and want to carve, and it scared the fucking daylights out Remember, of me. Remember, uh, skate hut had the six foot spine. I loved the pool. Three foot mini, and then there was the vert ramp, and I was like, never skate the vert ramp, and Fred would always give me shit, so I'd have to drop in. He'd make me drop in and shit. He's like, never skate the vert ramp, you have to drop in, so. That's the only reason I ever learned to drop in a vert ramp. Was <laughs> that sounds like Fred, though. <laughs> yeah, it was all love. You know, it was 100% love, but it was like, fuck, man. Like, I'm just trying to skate a curb. <laughs> Did you ever skate with Eric Edwards? Uh, No. The name sounds familiar, but I never Tattoo skated. artist. He was always up there. Skip Rafferty. 
Yeah, hell yeah, Skip. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, trying to think who else. Murph. Fuck yeah, Murph. You kidding me? Where is he now? Family right there. Uh, he owns Nice Slice Pizzeria in Providence. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, trying to think who else. Dee Dee. Yeah. Dee Dee's up in Oregon. She's a nurse. I mean, when I think street skating in Providence, I think Justin Kelly, one of my best friends. Pupaki. I'm just going to keep saying Justin Kelly, man. <laughs> You're not going to get past <laughs> that name. The dude, not kidding. He will skate at 6 a.m. in a fucking snowstorm because he's too busy, like, you know, going to work. So he finds those little times in the day where you can actually get on your board and have fun. Like, man, that's working hard for where, him. That's someone who really I didn't cross skating. paths with him. I don't think I crossed paths with him. He was part of, him. like, the uh, – probably, like, the original, like, lunacy team for sure. He was, like – yeah, I don't know. He's, like, one of the original, like, uh, dudes. I can't remember, like, how you would know him, but... What was the skate park in Warwick, that indoor park? Oh, that was uh, Skater's Edge. Yes. That was Pupeki's whole thing, right? Wasn't he, like... I don't know. There was a... That? That's, it, how, that's where I met him. Was there was another guy. guy that used to... His, yeah. his I think he, his parents owned it or something. Yeah. I don't know. There's just so many, like, I think about those times and, like, all the different events and going traveling to skate and crazy times yeah crazy crazy awesome fun like yeah so when you think about like next projects like next thing to do with this i would like to say some of the most beautiful layered wood right what do you see like do you have so many different ideas in your heads of ways you want to manipulate it and a- ways you want to come up with ideas all the time actually i just write them down i want to do all of them um but i do like to keep things unique and exciting to myself you know i just uh i i hate to have to do the same thing every day so working with different people helps with that because they're like they have different ideas to bounce off you and you can kind of like get creative together but um Whenever, whenever I'm doing something, I always think of a way, one, what's the most efficient, functional way to do it, and two, what's the most creative way to do it, and how do they, how do those two things meet, you know, because just because it looks cool doesn't mean it's a good idea, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, so you have squeegees for screen printing yeah. as well, Yes. and you started making fighting sticks, right? What do you call those? Oh, yeah, collie sticks. Collie sticks. Yeah. You started making those. So a lot of that stuff is like if I'm interested in it or if I like if it's a tool I'll use, obviously I'll make it. So I screen print, so I made screen print squeegees and the dudes I used to train fighting with were collie stick fighters. Well, some of them were. So I made them as gifts for them. So I'm I'm not claiming I know much about stick fighting. I just appreciate it. And I know my buddy George Tebow is a bad human being you don't ever want to mess with. <laughs> so I made him some sticks to keep him on my good side now. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I, I just appreciate people, so I make people shit, you know? And I was like, oh, I like, I think I saw in a Bruce Lee movie, I was like, I got to make sticks for Tebow, man. So I did, yeah. But, yeah. So you can pretty much take, once you've created your block of lumber, you can pretty much create anything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So laminated wood that's then relaminated again. I'll tell you what's next is a bike. Entire bike, except for the tires, obviously, and the rims, but everything else, skateboards, yeah, just personal project, like uh, not as like a product, you know. That's what I. That's what I want to do. Well, I mean, the bamboo bikes work. Yeah, there's some sick wooden bikes out there too. If you just like Googled wooden bikes, your, your mind would be blown. There's some really good looking bikes. Yeah, so it's I. I wouldn't even say it'd even be that hard to tell you the truth. I know exactly how to do it. I just need to carve out the time to do it. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. So if people want to order, they can go to iris.com. Irisskateboards.com. Irisskateboards.com. And, yeah. and you do custom things for people if, yeah. they're, if they're reasonable, if they're not. Yeah, I have a custom order form and stuff like that. If, if people are like, serious, if you want to take this serious, I'll, I'll like talk to you and we'll figure it out but like a lot of people if they think they just kick tires and start throwing like oh you should make this you should make that you should make this like no that's not what this is about like if you want to collaborate and talk about like an idea that you think would work best with skateboards i'm all ears 
Yeah, that's like pretty much like what you and I do. I mean, you and I have a blast doing it, and I think yeah. it's. I think that's what's been really great is is throwing ideas, and you each say that can't work. This can yeah. work. This makes sense. How do you make this look yeah. better? Um, you've done. I saw really beautiful countertops. You've done. You've done skateboard uh, glass cases, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you did a bakery, a bar. Oh, the, yeah, the countertop at the bakery is the biggest one I did. It's like thirty feet of countertop. Yeah, that's a lot of counter. It's a lot of skateboards. I think the whole job was two hundred and eighty-four skateboards, which sounds like it'd, it'd be more. <laughs> to be honest, it's big. That's but big. We use the whole buffalo, my friend. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and. Do you have more big projects like that coming up right now? Yeah, I do have big projects right like that right now. I have uh, some interior like decorating projects where I'm like doing a whole entire panel of a, a house wall. Um, this, these people's living room. I'm looking forward to that. Um, some retail space that uh, talked to me about consulting on their like interior layout design. So that'd be cool. Yeah, there's there's so much room to like use it as like either enhance a look or just as the look. You just make the whole store out of skateboards if you want, you know. So, That's cool. Yeah, like a whole wall of like the veneer. Yeah, yeah. You can make skateboard wallpaper for crying out loud out you of the could. veneer. Yeah, I've gotten I've gotten that thin. Yeah, I've actually it's funny you say that because I made a um I've made like paper out of it to write thank you cards to people. So I I sand it down to one sixty fourth of an inch. The problem is it gets old. It gets really crisp. I don't know how to keep it flimsy. You know what I mean? I'm sure like there's a way, but that's amazing. Yeah, I have my limitations, but yeah. See, that's fun. Like that's really taking it and thinking and pushing and pushing. And I think that's what's really great because you can you've created a use out of what people look at as waste. Yeah, and it's just I think it's everyone's job to do that. You know. So just just to kind of quickly go through the process, you get the boards. You have to remove the tape, which I'm sure is the biggest pain in the ass. It's not that bad, especially on sunny days. Living in you know, sunny California, you get a nice sunny warm day. You can really belt out a bunch of boards. And I also created that box right next to you. is actually an oven to cook boards. I use a space heater. To take off that. Yeah, it'll heat like 12 boards at a time, and I'll just like rip them off like so fast. Like you're peeling a sticker off your car like seriously that fast. So, so do you have to remove any of the graphics? So then you have to remove the graphic and the glue. So you grind it. This, that booth right there is the grinding booth, and you get rid of all the graphics and glue. So it's basically at that point just raw raw wood. I mean, the color's still there, but, like, there's no finish. There's no sealers. So the, the glue that laminates it can actually, like, bind. Into the wood. It goes into the wood, yeah. So... And then, so does the pressing... How long does it sit in the press? So it sits in the press for 24 hours under... 12 tons of pressure, which I'd rock as much pressure as possible, to be honest. This is just what I wanted to get. I could use 20 if I wanted, but I think if you actually were looking at a minimum, it'd do it in six, you know? So then so. They, they bind together they for 24 hours. Yep. Then from that, then you can cut. Then you have a 100-pound stack of boards glued together in your arms. <laughs> and then you take that to the bandsaw. And you slice that into whatever you want, and it's fucking heavy. So you're pushing 100 pounds through a blade as many times as you need to till it gets, you know, down to the splinters. So you're done with the stack. So, yeah. So you constantly have a stack on press, and always this that everything starts with a stack. So I'm always slicing stacks, and in the uh, interest of efficiency, I'll have like my slice days where I have a list of like this many half inch, this many one, one inch, you know, and I'll just put on my favorite music and push, <laughs> just push the damn stack. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like the myth of Sisyphus, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's a, there's an end to it. You know, there's an end goal. Um, it's, it's pretty rad is I love it. Yeah. It's amazing. It, it's, it, it's every time I come out here it, for me, it's like, it's kind of a taste of going home in a way one yeah definitely you know it's like seeing all the boards that you say and a lot of things that you bring up are a lot of the same things that i grew up with so it's it's very nostalgic it's very nostalgic very much so even the small boards like i remember like having a first small board and you know thinking i was cool doing the 
It doesn't take more than two Rhode Islanders in a room to just completely make it a Rhode Island situation. You know coffee milk, Dell's lemonade. I was going to say, I'll go get some fucking coffee milk right now. I have Autocrat upstairs. <laughs> I do too at the house, dude. I always have Autocrat, <laughs> yeah. and I always have Dell's lemonade Do you use the frozen like, mix? I have the mix, dude. Yeah. yeah, you just get a good blender and some oh. ice, man, and you got Dell's. Nothing better. You need to throw the chunks of lemon in there, though. You got to. You got to throw the chunks of lemon. Yeah, you have to. That's so funny. That and a and a good New York system wiener, and you're good. Wow, yeah, it's been a long time since I had New York system. Yeah, you know yeah. Dave Burns used to work there, right? Did he work there? Yeah, or he used to just... work the late shift. At, he really? Used to work the late I know, shift. like the rumor was the uh, same as it ever was dance move in the video was him lining up wieners on his arm, but I don't know. I'd have to ask him. <laughs> yeah, he, he worked there. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Caserta's Pizza, all that stuff. I used to uh, bartend at Trinity Brewhouse, and he would sit at the bar sometimes. Yeah, because uh, the owner of Trinity and him were buddies. God. So, and one time David Byrne showed up, sat at my bar wearing a silver suit and silver hair. <laughs> like, for real. Like, and just sat there and ordered a beer, like, a, like just nothing. A normal dude. Yeah, just like, hey, what's up? I'll have a beer later. Like, not on David Byrne, check out my silver suit attitude. No, <laughs> no it's just like. Nice human. What, which is ultimately, let's break it down to I went to RISD, can't you tell? Yeah, it's yeah. just like every other RISD person. <laughs> yeah, totally, right? <laughs> and no disrespect to RISD because without RISD, like... You, you pay know, a lot for that attitude, man. You might as well flaunt it. You, <laughs> man, like I remember, you know, RISD and Shep being there. Oh, yeah. When Obey really started, well, pre-Obey. And let's know. just say Obey at the begin- early days was not pretentious. Anyone could go skate that mini ramp they had in their warehouse. Oh, yeah. I thought that was pretty rad. When I moved to D.C., Back in 94, I went by to see Shep to try to bring – I um, he loaded me up with decals and uh, catalogs for me to present to skate shops and stores to try to help him sell Yeah, in D.C. So I, like, went all around trying to help him sell He was aggressive gear. in his guerrilla marketing, man. Oh, he was awesome. Yeah. His screen print shirts and – you know, Andre the Posse has the giant there decals. Was like a, there was like a warrant for his arrest for what he did to the mayor, Sianci. Oh, he got arrested. Boy. He got busted. Oh, he got, bu- oh, he got yeah. busted. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. I remember, <laughs> I mean, there was so many times like skating with him at all the contests and super fun. And But like one day I remember everybody's like, there's a party in the tunnel. Oh, I'm like, the tunnel. I'm like, what? They're like, there's a party in the bus tunnel. Oh, the bus tunnel, not the old train tunnel? The, the bus tunnel that went oh, through. That's just suicide. You guys are crazy. <laughs> no, but it was after when the bus is shut. You know, yeah, like the bus yeah, is shut still, at like midnight, right? Ice, yeah. You're like, there's a party in the tunnel. And we all skated into it. And we're like, flashlights, you know, skating into the tunnel. All of a sudden, it got really bright. And there was a rager in the middle of the tunnel. What? That is crazy. And then the cops come. And we're like, <laughs> bombing down. Saying, it was suicide. get you on both ends. You get you on both ends. Middle. I thought you meant the old train tunnel that you'd uh, under Prospect Park. You'd go in and have to like sneak in through this like old door, and it's like the scariest thing ever. Like, uh, uh-uh, I never went in there. Really? No, no. Wow. I skated everywhere. I did all sorts of crap, but like, the performance art from RISD was always my favorite. Yeah. I went sledding down the hill in front of RISD when it snowed one year. Oh yeah. In a for sure. In, I kid you not, it was like a, a plastic kiddie pool. There was three of us. Oh, yeah. And it was spinning because one person was heavy. on <laughs> Two people were on one side. And we're spinning going down the hill. I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to die. We're going to die. Did you make it all the way to North Maine? <laughs> all the way yes. down. I thought we were going to die. <laughs> but that was it. And, and I remember one year it rained so heavy that it turned into a divulge down that street. It was like oh, a yeah. river. And, again, people were out there like calf trays. like yeah. sli- I mean, RISD was awesome. Yeah. It was right by it was it was RISD Beach, right? That little lawn. Yeah, everyone RISD Beach, at. and then yeah. they would go to take classes at Brown. And like, dude, so many good skate spots around there. Rhode Island, good place. Yeah. Weird. See, we're making it a Rhode Island thing again. I know it's so <laughs> freaking crazy. Well, so everybody, if you want to check out Iris Skateboards, check it out. IrisSkateboards.com. Please uh, check out what George is doing. Really, really killer stuff. Um, I own a bunch of boards, and I have a lot of his work in the restaurant. Yeah, most of my stuff can be seen on my Instagram, Iris Skateboards. There you go. And uh, that's the most up-to-date way to like see what I'm up to. There you go. You can even see my new bar stool that I'm sitting on right now. Yes, you can. These are officially going to be the chef chairs that sit at the counter if the restaurants ever open up again in this world. But we'll. Uh, I'm going to go skate the pool and hopefully not break my wrist. 
Yes, you're not going to do that. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. I ha- I brought a helmet. I have a, a full... With ear covers. With ear covers. For, so people can visualize this. It's got the ear covers on and everything. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's the deal. Like, at least I wear a helmet. Yeah, he's safe. I'm he's safe. safe. I'm yeah. safe. So, well, George, thanks for hanging out. Um, happy to have you. And uh, looking forward to doing a lot more fun stuff in the next coming years. Yeah, buddy. All the best. All right. Cheers.